If Christ is king, how should the Christian consider the kingdoms of this world? What does the Bible teach us about human authority and what it means to love our neighbors and our enemies? Before we render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, let's know what it means to render unto God what is God's. This is the Biblical Anarchy Podcast, the modern prophetic voice against war and empire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Biblical Anarchy Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute and part of the Christians for Liberty Network. This week and every week on Biblical Anarchy, we seek to live counterculture to the empire of man and to instead seek the kingdom of God by unpacking what the Bible teaches about government, authority, and human relationships. I am your host, Jacob Winograd. So this is going to be the last episode for 2023, and this podcast is now actually over a year old. I never really stopped to recognize that, but the first episode of the Biblical Anarchy podcast, What is Biblical Anarchy, which was episode one, aired on November 16th, 2022. So that's a whole year of the podcast with the Libertarian Christian Institute. Of course, I had been podcasting for a couple of years before that, my old podcast, the Daniel 3 podcast. That is still up on audio feeds and also on YouTube, by the way, if you want to view it. If you just search Daniel 3 podcast, you should be able to find those episodes still up on like Apple and Spotify. And you can go to YouTube and there's like a playlist called Daniel 3 Legacy Podcasts under the Biblical Anarchy podcast channel. And you can look at my old work. (laughs) I sort of cautiously recommend that, although it is, you know, perhaps interesting to some and sometimes to me as well to kind of see the journey I went on that sort of was the the genesis that birthed this current project that I'm doing with LCI. And it's been a blast being part of this team and going from being someone working by themselves to collaborating with people. It's been incredibly enriching. It's helped me to grow closer in understanding of the principles that I hold dear. It's helped me to grow closer to Christ and it's helped me to grow as a person. And I'm just so grateful that God was at work in helping the paths of me and LCI and all all of us to cross paths and to be working together to advance the cause of Christ and his kingdom and his gospel message. And so I wanted to take this episode to sort of do like a year in review, although it's kind of like a year and a month in review, but this is the uh, the end of the year, it's Christmas time. And so there's a lot of things I could talk about. Last year's episode for Christmas was me sort of talking about the Christmas truce, which occurred during First World War on Christmas in 1914 and connecting that to this podcast's mission. I talked about my favorite Christmas hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and the things that we sing about as Christians during this time of year and how I think that if we truly reflect on them and reflect on what it meant to be waiting for the Messiah, what the Bible tells us, Jesus as the Messiah, as the Christ, what that means, what Emmanuel, God with us, Prince of Peace, what what all that means that would lead us as Christians to oppose war, to be advocates for peace and to be advocates for freedom, for liberty. And so this year's 
end of year Christmas episode, I'm instead going to do a sort of year in review. And also through that, hopefully be sort of like recentering this podcast into what we're going to be doing in the next coming year. So we'll be looking backwards at the ground that's been covered and then looking forward into this new coming year and where I hope to be going with these conversations and podcasts that I've been putting up that you've all been listening to. And I also want to say here at the onset that I'm, I'm so grateful for all of you who listen, my audience. And you know, a lot of you have done a great job at blessing me and reaching out to me, whether it's through YouTube comments or on social media or through sending me emails. And I greatly appreciate it. And I have had a couple really meaningful interactions as well. I wanted to call out a few of them here. One of them is uh, with my friend Nelson, who is a listener to my podcast, who I've actually also been on his podcast, The uh, Silver Screen Biases. And um, he had me on his podcast to talk about my, I guess, kind of favorite movie, Schindler's List. And uh, I do recommend checking out his podcast, by the way. But Nelson uh, is a listener to my show and he had reached out years ago when we had started kind of a, a relationship and friendship talking about Christian libertarianism and anarchism. And he always likes to check in with me and he, he lets me know feedback on the episodes I've done and we have good conversations about it. And he'll recommend ideas and things for me to cover. Some of which I haven't done yet and I just, I've been planning to do. But Nelson, I appreciate you, my brother, and uh, hope that you continue to do well with your podcast because I think that you're he kind of does like a sits down with people and talks about their favorite movies and kind of comes at it from, you know, similar angles that I do, right? You know, that Christian perspective, that libertarian anarchist perspective and talks about things they liked about the movie, things that they learned from it, things like that. So definitely check them out. Silver Screen Biases, great podcast. But yeah, Nelson's one of the people who I've, I've uh, through this podcast, developed a positive relationship with. There's also a brother in Christ who I recently started talking to after I did a couple episodes on dispensationalism, who we've been having a good back and forth in terms of he comes from more of a dispensationalist background. And so, although I disagree with a lot of where he's coming from, I've appreciated the fact that although we disagree on the theological elements, he does agree with me in terms of the conclusions of, you know, how we as Christians should view the modern state of Israel and, and view these wars going on. And so I, I appreciate that and that he was willing to have a, this back and forth conversation that we've been having now for several weeks. And I've mentioned him on the podcast before, but I also appreciate my pastor who has listened to at least a few episodes of my podcast and likes to give me his feedback and stuff. And we'll have back and forth texts and conversations about different subjects. And I've appreciated that as well. Uh, and there's so many I could go on listing for different interactions I've had with people. And it's just a blessing anytime anyone reaches out, whether it's just a short word of encouragement or even the people who disagree with me and who push me to back up what I'm saying and you know help sharpen my arguments and stuff by pushing back with thoughtful and uh, challenging counter arguments and perspectives. You know, that's iron sharpening iron. And that's always a great part of this podcast. Uh, one other person I, I, I'm remembering that I wanted to mention was Ethan, who 
sent some questions in via email that actually I answered, but not on this podcast, but gives me a chance to plug another podcast through the Libertarian Christian Institute, the Faith Seeking Freedom podcast. And I actually guest hosted, did a couple episodes over there answering questions that Ethan had regarding if Christians can serve in the military, if Christians should be involved in politics and things related to those subjects. So yeah, I mean, that's what this is all about. This podcast isn't necessarily me saying I have all the answers all the time. I I think that I'm coming from premises and foundations that are based on biblical truth and that I'm trying to challenge the church, challenge Christians to reclaim these truths that I think that historically the church had, and I think that sometimes have gotten muddied or diluted and to re-embrace those and to really consider what it means to be a Christian in this world and to think critically about governments and states and people in power and war and all the different subjects that I talk about here on this podcast. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's going to come to my conclusions across the board, but I do think that there are some things that need to be in the conversation within the church that I don't see enough. And I hope that people who listen to this are pushed in that direction, even if we don't come to the same conclusions. I'll use that as a segue here in terms of like me hoping this podcast spurs on conversations and, you know, helps to bring certain subjects up within Christian circles that I feel like aren't talked about enough. I wanted to take a moment here to go over again the sort of mission of this podcast and what we are about here. I mean, I think this is also representative of the Libertarian Christian Institute, broadly speaking. So it's not necessarily all just unique to me, but there are different voices within this Christians for Liberty network. And I'm sort of the one who was brave enough to use the word anarchy in the title because I wanted to push myself to be as bold and as radical as I can be. I think there's a place for people who have a more like strategic messaging or like pragmatic messaging, one that's kind of talking about these ideas in a way that maybe people are going to be more easier for them to relate to. It might be more like immediately palatable to them, but I feel convicted to sort of do the opposite, to sort of use a little bit of shock and awe and just kind of bluntly say what I think is true and to say it in a way that's Christ-honoring, that's loving and respectful, or at least that's my goal, but to not mince words and to instead kind of dive quickly to the heart of matters. And so this podcast, you know, if you're listening to it while or you're you're newer to it, I mean, I obviously recommend listening to episode one. It's a good pilot episode. I worked really hard on that. But I do want to take a chance here also just to remind everyone and to remind new listeners as well, the mission and the themes that I talk about, whether it's discussions or when I'm just doing solo episodes like this one, this podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of Christian faith and libertarian anarchist philosophy. Although, and and I want to be clear about what I mean by that, right? And I've talked about this before because it's always tricky when you're talking about faith and politics. And one thing I, I really don't like that some Christians do is they'll try to impose their political views onto the Bible and perform this sort of eisegesis. And I, not only do I call that out, and I, I hope no one thinks that's what I'm trying to do here. And it, the way I put it, what I think I'm doing is actually more the opposite of that. 
I think what I try to do in this podcast is to dive into the Bible, dive into scripture, dive into theology and church tradition and church history. And I want to examine them and see what these things say about governments, about human authority and human relationships, about justice, about conflict and conflict resolution. I want to see what they say about Christians in terms of what our duty is to the world and how we are to act in the world and how a Christian probably should view different spheres of life. And then I want to take those conclusions and I want to not limit them to just certain areas of life. Instead, I want to universalize them and say, you know, we as a Christian, we should really have a, an informed understanding of how the gospel impacts us personally and then how we personally, if we're being led by the gospel, being led by Christ, by the Holy Spirit and by biblical teaching, how then we should act in different spheres of life and how we should view different spheres of society. And so that means that I, I do often talk about libertarian and anarchist philosophy, and I will bring up how that correlates with or mirrors what is taught in the Bible. It's not that I think that the scripture is the same as like libertarian writers like Mises or Rothbard or, or Hayek or, or et cetera, but rather I think that the Bible is often described as like special revelation, right? And then you have general revelation, which is kind of like what, you know, C.S. Lewis describes as like natural law. And I think that it makes sense that those things would map onto each other. Like what we as humans who are created in God's image can discover about the natural world, discover about God's order, discover about moral law. When we you know, engage in moral philosophy and we observe the world around us, that should map up with what is in special revelation in the Bible. But of course, I want to be led by what is in that special revelation. And I think that it does map on to what libertarians have discovered when pushing natural law to its natural conclusions when you try to universalize them. And so that is kind of in a nutshell what this podcast is about. I guess the only other element that needs to be echoed on again is that, I mean, as much as I think that anarchist theory and things like Austrian economics and property rights, that these are all things that Again, I think we can see truths and, and those things also match up with what is being taught in the Bible. There's also an element of this that is just about the gospel message and about Christ and his kingdom and just asking what does it mean to as Christians who are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and ambassadors for Christ to live that out and to live that out consistently and to push Christians to at the very least, again, even if I push these premises and we don't come to the same conclusions, I just want Christians to at least be thinking more about things from that kingdom perspective. Because I think there's a lot of Christians who sometimes live their lives in this very compartmentalized way where they don't think about being citizens of heaven and they don't think about Christ as king and what it means to live for Christ's kingdom. And maybe you won't come to the same conclusions, but I think that it would be a net positive on the church if we all started to evaluate things along these lines more often. 
I don't shy away from tough subjects here on this podcast. So, I mean, that means that often I'm going to be diving into controversial waters in culture and in both local and global uh, politics and conflicts. And so I often want to be pushing Christians to dissect state power and its implications, both in that theoretical sense, but then I want to offer a perspective that challenges sort of like the conventional viewpoints that you'll see in corporate media and sort of echoed by what I would label as kind of like state-approved apparatuses. And I think that honoring what the Bible teaches and honoring Christian teachings, that we can use these biblical norms of justice, use biblical norms of morality, and then we can analyze these political structures, these power structures, and these conflicts, and try to come away with conclusions in terms of like what is right, what is wrong, and even if it's a little bit muddy, to be pushing things in that direction of outcomes that we as Christians should want and desire, you know, and peace and and justice, and ultimately to bring glory to Christ and to preach the truth of his gospel across the world. And if you believe in that, right, if you're convicted of the call, you know, the Great Commission, the call to preach the gospel, you know, it's just something I find very troubling when I see a lot of Christians who seem to be all too cozy with spreading bombs and war and famine and starvation and suffering and destruction across the world, maybe not themselves personally, but, you know, this sort of tacit support for what the American governments and Western governments do that contribute towards these things. I've often asked this question, you know, if Jesus says that that which we've done unto the least of these, we've done unto him, let's analyze what the American government, what the American military on balance does to those we would classify as the least of these, both here in our own country and across the world. And let's think about what kind of message we're sending to Jesus. If the uh, scripture goes like, when I was hungry, you gave me food. And when I was cold, you gave me shelter. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. It's like, sometimes I feel like what's happening here is that those who are hungry, those who are poor, those who are homeless, those who are the most vulnerable, we aren't doing unto them as we should unto Jesus instead. Instead of that, what we're doing is even worse than doing nothing. We're making those worse. Or often the American government that people are supporting, that Christians are supporting, are actually responsible for why those people are in those vulnerable positions. And I think that as Christians, we should be critical of that. I think that that means that we need to not just dissect state power and its implications in the theoretical realm, but in real time, be seeking to understand the world around us, which can be tough, right? That's a tough call to do, but I'm trying to help other Christians do that. And that means that I'm bringing on guests who I think are experts on different subjects or well-informed on different subjects and asking them to help us analyze what's going on and all these moving pieces, understand the history of different conflicts, of different governments and different agencies so that we can do a better job as Christians knowing, you know, not just to pray in a general sense for peace, but to be praying specific prayers and advocating for specific things in the world around us that advocate for peace and justice. And I think peace and justice, I think are things that do honor to Christ and that make us good ambassadors 
for his kingdom. If we're to be ambassadors for his kingdom and we're advocating for war and destruction, I think that is a inherent conflict. So that's the mission. Now I want to just do a brief summary of some of the things I've talked about this past year and then give you guys like a brief upcoming sneak preview of things that I have in the works currently and that I'm planning to do uh, in the next coming year or so. So, I mean, I've done different episodes on the libertarian theory and sort of like using biblical principles to, again, kind of like figure out where we see the overlap or at least a connection or a similarity, like a mirroring of sorts between biblical principles and libertarian anarchism. A recent episode I did with my friend James Gentleman, we had a kind of long form conversation, sort of like casual freeform way of kind of talking about the libertarian idea called the non-aggression principle and talking about if it's true, if it's useful. And, and I was kind of like interacting with James and trying to analyze that from a Christian perspective. You know, I've also had episodes, a couple of which were with my friend Greg Bals, who's a host of the Reformed Libertarians podcast, which is part of the Christians for Liberty Network here at LCI. And, you know, we talked about Romans 13. We did a recent episode on that back in November. And we were making the case for, and I've done this on several other episodes as well over the past year. I've made the case for what I think Romans 13 actually teaches about the state teaches about governance and, and civil justice and what the Christian view on that is. And so I, I highly recommend checking those episodes out, which I'll have links for all of those in the show notes. You know, Romans 13 is an important passage that comes up when we're talking about what the Bible teaches about government and human authority. And I've also done an episode on First Peter 2, which is another one that comes up and we have render unto Caesar. So, so I, I've done episodes like that tackling these passages over the past year. And there was an episode about the idea of sphere sovereignty, which I really highly recommend. This was actually one I did on the Daniel 3 podcast. And then I re-released it on this podcast because it's an idea that I think, and it, it kind of comes from the, you know, Kuyperian neo-Calvinist school of theology and philosophy. And so I had this conversation with Greg, but I think it's a, something that I think really helps sort of frame the discussions that I have about the role of governance. And I think helps us as Christians, it gives us a framework by which we can analyze things, a framework that I think is biblical and compatible with our call to be in the world and not of it and to view our true home as with God and to be citizens of heaven, but to also understand that God has created this world and that he has norms for it that we should ought to advocate for and follow. So there's been various episodes, you could say, on these exploring different passages in the Bible and sort of exploring where they line up with libertarian anarchist conclusions and, you know, and then sometimes explaining where they, they might have some differences and that should be expected, right? And there's another episode I did where I uh, said, I'm not an anarchist, right? That was a bit of a clickbaity title, but, you know, I'm a Christian first and foremost, and I find libertarian anarchism to be a political philosophy that is the most consistent expression of what the Bible teaches. But that doesn't mean that every libertarian anarchist writing or thinker 100% maps onto what the Bible teaches. We do sometimes have a little bit of difference in, in perspective. 
Let's see. I also want to talk about, you know, there's a lot of interviews I did over the last year that I'm really proud of. Now, a lot of these came from the Libertarian Christian Institute's trip to Freedom Fest in Memphis, Tennessee. And so we were on the floor there for a few days and we had a whole booth set up and a little interview table. And so I got to sit down with a lot of people there and then aired a lot of those episodes, you know, over the summer for you guys to listen to. I interviewed Karen Ann Harlos, who was the secretary of the Libertarian National Committee. I did an interview with various presidential candidates over the past year, Mike Termat, Michael Rechtenwald. Uh, Michael Rechtenwald will be coming back on the show in the next year. So that's a bit of a sneak preview of other things to come. I've had a couple conversations with Scott Horton of the Libertarian Institute and also with Connor Freeman and Kyle Anzalone, also of the Libertarian Institute. And they are foreign policy geopolitical extraordinaires. And so we've had several conversations about different geopolitical situations, about the war with Ukraine and Russia, and America and NATO's involvement, you know, things going on with China and how there's different calls to view China as an enemy and to perhaps go to war over Taiwan and also over the recent conflict with Israel and Gaza. And I've had them on as well, different points to to talk about the current events there, the history there and things like that. And I've attempted to, through all those, you know, interviews I did with the Libertarian Institute guys, give you guys a lot of facts and history and understanding of the moving pieces going around and then to also connect certain things that they're saying with how that maps onto what we as Christians are called to do. So I, everything I'm mentioning, I'm going to put as many links to these past episodes as I can in the show notes. If you missed any, definitely go and check those out. Again, there was a lot of great guests that I had on in the past year. I also had a conversation with podcaster and comedian Dave Smith, where we talked about the relationship between the biblical stories and biblical lessons and libertarianism, and also talked about you know what it means to be parents who believe in these ideas of libertarian anarchism. And we believe in an idea called peaceful parenting, which kind of like means that we don't believe in sort of like traditional like spanking or normal like consequences. We instead, we, we try to implement rules and consequences, but in a way that's, I don't know, just a little bit different than what people expect. And it can sound a little bit like hippy dippy on the surface, but Dave and I are both kind of like people who kind of hold more conservative, maybe like social traditional views and who are kind of religious. And I don't know, that's an episode, by the way, that if you haven't checked out, I highly recommend, especially if you're a parent, I think you'd find what we talked about to be of interest, even if you don't disagree, but you might, you know, enjoy hearing a different perspective, different strategies on parenting and might find value from it, even if you don't adopt that as a wholesale way of parenting. Let's see here, other things that we've talked about over the past year. You know, again, I've tried not to get too much into cultural stuff, mainly because sometimes it can be easy to fall into the trap of being sort of like reactionary when we're talking about it. But, you know, one thing that I also, well, I want to avoid being a reactionary. One thing I've wanted to do is also make the case to Christians who are discovering libertarianism and hearing about it for me is to say, listen, like, there are not just biblical arguments for why certain things are sinful or bad in our culture, why Christians would not be in favor of gay marriage, why transgenderism and this you know rise in trans identification in, in young people is something that we should be concerned about. And 
these social issues and whatnot, Christians often agree with. But then, the, you know, the idea of libertarianism can be like, oh, well, you don't want the government to ban these things. So does that mean you're in favor of it? Well, not necessarily. And in fact, there's a lot of libertarians, both Christian and not, who aren't necessarily uh, in favor of these things and that are critical of it. But then also, I think, you know, there's a nuance there, right? Like, you know, for example, the episode I did on gay marriage, I make the stance that Christians should not be in favor of gay marriage, but then also use that as a springboard to say why Christians should not be in favor of using the civil magistrate, of using civil governance as a means for combating these various social issues. I had a conversation with my friend, Torin, who is someone who was transgender and then detransitioned. And we had a conversation about how Christians ought to fight these cultural battles and ought to advocate for the truth. But they do so in ways that often you see conservative pundits missing the mark on. And instead, they're kind of giving into sort of a, a reactionary mindset that I think just fuels the conflict rather than actually moving towards solutions and really moving towards tackling the roots of, of a lot of these problems in our culture. So uh, again, there's a lot of episodes along that nature that I think people would find to be interesting. And, you know, lastly, there's also a lot of other podcasts that I've made guest appearances on. And I'm probably going to put some links in there as well. I've been on the Bob Murphy show to talk about Romans 13 and Render Unto Caesar. And uh, I've also been on a couple podcasts. And I also talked about this a bit on the Bob Murphy show where I've been talking about the Israeli conflict and dispensationalism and covenant theology. You know, that's one subject that I've just started to get into here at the end of the year is sort of talking about covenant theology and dispensationalism because it relates to what's going on in Israel and Gaza in the Middle East, broadly speaking. And that's something that you're going to see a lot. So talking more about what's coming in the new year, I'm going to be talking a lot about covenantal theology and talking about sort of the, what it means to be the church, like what the role of the church is in society. And I've talked a little bit about it, you know, sort of like the different views of how the kingdom of God relates to the kingdom of man and how we should react those. There's kind of like the two kingdoms approach and the comprehensive kingdom approach. And we'll be diving more into that and what I have to say about those two views and where I agree and disagree with both of them. But I think I'm more critical of the two kingdoms point of view. So I'll be doing some episodes on that. I'm of course going to continue to do episodes talking about what's going on all around the world. That should be of no surprise to anyone who knows me and who listens to the show. I'm going to have try to have some more, you know, libertarian candidates on, not just those running for president, but just there's a lot of libertarians who won local offices across the country this past year in the, the local cycle, and a lot of them who are Christians. And so I'm reaching out to them and interested to talk to them about why they did what they did, the positions that they won, what they're hoping to do, sort of like that tension that's there between running for political office and if that's, you know, in conflict at all with the Christian perspective or not. And I also plan to bring back my, uh, I did a lot of these, I think people liked and then I just didn't do them for a while, but I'm going to be doing more of my mock debates with chat GPT. I recently got the new version, the 4.0 version, which is way more advanced than the old one was. There was a few episodes I did that were like debating property rights and debating polycentric legal order and and things like that. 
if democracy is good or not with the OpenAI software. And now it's leveled up. So I'm going to revisit that and do more episodes, seeing if we can beat the AI overlords and convince them to be a libertarian before they take over. <laughs> so maybe, maybe they can usher in our libertarian utopia, so to speak. You know, I've always think I've kept a good mix of interviews and solo content, and I want to continue to try to do that. But don't be surprised in the next year if the ratio tips more in favor of the solo episodes, only because A, they're just easier to produce because you don't have to schedule them. <laughs> you can just do them on your own free time. Uh, but B, I have actually probably like five or six solo episodes in the works already and just and other ideas. And just a lot of things I want to talk about that are going to be diving deeper into theology. And again, I've been doing deep dives personally into a lot of different subjects that I'm really excited to talk about. And I'm just kind of putting the finishing touches on my notes and things like that in my outlines and making sure that I have not overlooked anything and that I'm presenting them and the arguments and everything well. But yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of that. And then also keep an eye out for other projects beyond just the Biblical Anarchy podcast that I'm going to be doing in partnership with LCI and, and appearances elsewhere. That's basically, you know, we're coming to a close here. I don't have too much else that I, I want to say. I mean, as kind of like a year in review and then I, you know, a little sneak preview of some of the things I have in the works coming up. Again, I, I'll just close on this. You know, I think what I'm convicted the most of and that, if anyone listens to this podcast comes away with anything, and if I'm able to change their mind on one thing, it's really that as Christians, if we are saying the same things that the kingdoms of this world, that the highest leaders and authorities of this world, and especially in this increasingly secular world, right? If we're basically just mimicking the world and what we do, and then just dressing it up with like Christian clothing to be like outwardly Christian, then I think we're missing the mark. I really believe that we as Christians are, if we're going to take seriously what the Bible says, what Christ's own life and example shows us, we're going to end up not in a way that I would be advocating for violent revolution or to be like dissidents of a sort that are causing trouble, but this that inevitably the incentives, the interests, and the goals of people who have been transformed by Christ and are citizens of his kingdom and advocates for his truth and his justice and his peace, that we're just inevitably going to clash with what the world does. Because how couldn't we? You know what I mean? Like if the values of Christ and the values of the world were the same, we wouldn't have needed him in the first place. We wouldn't have needed a savior. And so I very much think that this world is as much now as it always has been in desperate need of Christ and of the gospel message. And to some extent, I'm, what I do is really just, if you reduce it down, about that gospel message, that Christ is Lord, is the Christ, you know, he's the King, the Messiah. And that when he died on the cross and then rose from the grave and then ascended to the right hand of the Father, that was the fulfillment of what he had said, that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. And now we are living in that kingdom. Really, that kingdom is living in us. And that should change us, right? That should mean that what we do as Christians should be different than what the world does. 
And it should be transforming. It should be challenging. And in a way, we should be subversive to the world, but not like subverting in a way that like we're trying to sow destruction and chaos, but rather like we should be the ones who are truly advocating for peace and for justice and for what is good and righteous. And that's going to be subversive to the world that rejects Christ and rejects him as king and that instead seeks to worship idols and to serve sin and be enslaved to sin. And so we have to bring that message of liberty, not just in the idea of limited authority, but in the idea of liberty and freedom in Christ. So that is all I have for you guys today. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and I'm looking forward to talking to you all in the next year. The Biblical Anarchy Podcast is a part of the Christians for Liberty Network, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. If you love this podcast, it helps us reach more with a message of freedom when you rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps and share with others. If you want to support the production of the Biblical Anarchy Podcast, please consider donating to the Libertarian Christian Institute at biblicalanarchypodcast.com where you can also sign up to receive special announcements and resources related to biblical anarchy. Thanks for tuning in.